listening to my aimless conversation with Jeff Cosetta and my guest today is Nicole Cleary, a.k.a. Nick, a.k.a. Nikki. And this interview is the first time that Nikki and I have spoken to each other in over 15 years. Nikki goes back to discuss how we met each other working at a supermarket and how she hated when I'd put her on the express line then going to college and being introduced to her future husband through a mutual friend and how they were friends first, and he escaped the friend zone. Nikki is also a co-owner of Divine Yoga located in Fall River, Massachusetts, and we discuss the different classes that they offer, how she got introduced to yoga, overcoming apprehension about possibly taking a yoga class, and how COVID has affected the business. We then wrap up the interview by talking about her family life and the activities that her children do to keep her busy. Overall, this was a great interview with an old friend that I haven't spoken to in such a long time, and I really hope you enjoy it. And if you could be so kind, please share, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Do you want to be a guest on the show? Follow me and DM me on Twitter and Instagram at jfree82. All right, let's wrap up this intro and have an aimless conversation with my friend, Nicole Cleary. What do you, do you prefer to go by Nicole? Do you prefer to go by Nikki? Do you prefer to go by Nick? What is the, what is the, uh, the name that you would like to go by first and foremost? <laughs> you know, it sounds like an easy question, right? But it's, it's actually not so easy. So I believe when we, we met back a million years ago, I was probably Nikki, right? You were Nikki. Um, yeah. Um, but I was never Nikki to my family. Okay. So at home, I was always Nicole or to my dad, I was Nick. Um, but to my friends, I was just always Nikki and then kind of growing up, um, at school, I was always Nicole too. So it just, it was situational. Um, and then as I got a little bit older entering the corporate world, I was always Nicole. Now I never know who to introduce myself as. So, um, at the yoga studio, I'm both (laughs) depends who you ask. Um, so really, um, you can call me Nikki. We go way back. <laughs> we do go way back. We do go way back. Um, and it looks like, oh no, did you yeah, it looks like, it looks like, okay, we're back. We're back. We go way back, back and now we're back. So, <laughs> we're back. so you're on location right now. So I'm going to call you Nikki, just as long as uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're okay with that. See, now I'm getting, I'm getting the whole thing that my internet, I just rebooted my router <laughs> to make sure we didn't have any internet issues, but yes. I think just going back and forth, this is going to be it, you know, nothing's easy. This is going to be a challenge. We, we, you know, we had a couple of misconnections as far as the first time we wanted to do this interview, but now we're back. We're, we're back. back. Hopefully, hopefully if the, if the internet <laughs> lags or whatever, the people listening to the audio won't give a damn because <laughs> it's going to be audio, but people watching the Facebook video or the YouTube video, rather, uh, there'll be the whole, it'll be a whole different scenario for them, but yeah, I'm going to call you Nikki for now. And yes, we do go back. I, I, I don't take it personally when you say a million years back because <laughs> I was actually thinking about this. You're, you're a few years younger than me. And it's just so weird for me to be like here now and still think of you as this 17 year old 
girl, but now you're like this, this woman with a family and a business and you just said corporate world and it makes me feel ancient. It makes me feel super ancient, but it's like, it's so good just to first to see you to catch up with you because we haven't probably spoken to each other face to face. I mean, we were, we were texting a little bit, but we haven't spoken. I don't know, 2005, 2006. Has it been like that long? Or maybe, maybe. Yeah. So it's been like 15 years, which yeah. is crazy. Like how, but it's, it's, it's fun how like we can just kind of pick back up and go along, you know, Absolutely. And, just pick back up. And, and it's, it's interesting because at least with social media, like we're friends, but we're not friends in the sense that right. we, we talk every day, but we know what, uh, with what is going on within each other's lives, so to speak. And the fact that I can, you know, I can see all the stuff you're doing, which, uh, I just happened to, the reason we got you on the podcast is you happen to put like a call to action, like, Hey, I need to listen to some new podcasts. And I said, Hey, I have a podcast. And then it kind of you like said shame, shameless plug, shameless plug. <laughs> I got to plug my stuff, but uh, you started listening to it. And you, apparently you, you liked what you heard. And I said, Hey, if you ever want to be on, so, because it'd be great to catch up and we get to plug your business and whatnot and promote that a little bit, which is always cool. Uh, and we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit toward the end uh, or toward the middle of the podcast. But I want to go back to what you're saying. You're saying your dad always called you Nick. So yes. uh, I, and I, I, forgive me, I don't remember. Do you have any uh, siblings? Yeah. So I have an older brother and a younger brother. So okay, I'm the so, only girl, middle so child. Do you think your father called you Nick just on purpose because <laughs> he wanted three boys? I think so. <laughs> or is this kind of like, ask him. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, uh, you, so you get, so you're, the, you're a, a middle child. Is that what you said? Yes. You, okay. Yep. Now, do you ever feel like you have, did you ever have that middle child syndrome where you just crave all that attention? Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Anything growing my, up? I mean, my, my older brother was like the, by the books, oldest kid, like followed the rules, got all the good grades, like didn't test curfew, like didn't set pave anything for me. <laughs> So I, I was, I tested all the limits. I was always late for curfew. Um, you were breaking always, all the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And then my younger brother, I mean, I, I set the way for him. Like he, he didn't even have a curfew. <laughs> um, so you set the tone yeah. and, and I guess, I guess that's the other question too. That's, that's always interesting to me with like the, the middle child or even the, the oldest versus the youngest. Do you ever feel like the, your younger brother got away with a lot more? than you One, or your older yeah. brother? 100%. I mean, I, I think that after me, they were just tired. <laughs> like, well, I mean, she she made it. She was fine. So Michael be great. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically, you just you just wore them out. They just gave up. Wave, wave yes. that white flag for your little brother just to do whatever he wants. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's like, to me, it reminds me of, um, there are those commercials. I forgot what, what um, company it's for but it shows like the first child where they're, they're treating the kid with like baby gloves they have them like wrapped up in bubble wrap and then it shows <laughs> your versus your second child and the mother's at the mechanic and you have this dirty mechanic and she just hands the kid to the mechanic to hold and it's just like yeah we we figured it all out we we already baby you know kid gloves with one and the other one is just like nah yep <laughs> no not at all absolutely so yeah we um i got to meet you so uh, i don't know if i met rule breaker Nikki, like 16, 17 year old rule breaker Nikki when we worked together, because I never really like I, for lack of a better term, we worked at a supermarket together. We don't have to say the name. I don't know if you're comfortable with that, but either way. Uh, yeah, um, we worked. Okay, fine. We worked at Shaw's way back in the day in the early, early aughts, was it the uh, 2000s or whatever they, they call that? Yeah. So yeah, 
it's you know i was i was a front end whatever they call it supervisor i was like yeah. telling people to go on which register and getting people to bag and telling people you were the boss uh, well yeah i was i was middle management if you will because <laughs> we all report to somebody right uh yeah so that was it was it was interesting because yeah you you came in like i was a few years older than you nothing like not like an uh, uh extreme age gap but i think i'm like three three to four years older than you because i like 2000 2001 2002 i was you know 18 to 20 you know what i mean so it's yep. you know it was, it was you were like 16 17 at the time so it was just it was a weird kind of dynamic because i remember it like very vividly you and some of the other females there they're just all these like these like it's weird when you think about it from an age perspective because i would never think of it from a, like a romantic standpoint but i'd always be like oh my god these girls are all like very very pretty they're so sweet but i always felt like big brother to all of you you know what i mean yep um with the exception of one and i, I won't call her out because i don't know if she's going to listen to this but uh um i don't know if you're still friends I, with her i probably know who you're talking about okay um, call her out. I, is it is it aaron oh i did love aaron i loved Aaron, <laughs> but uh no i was thinking of uh, michelle now do you do you uh do you keep in contact with any of these girls are you like still friends or are you more like facebook friends or like, yeah mostly facebook friends grows yeah. apart and stuff like that yeah pretty much i'm trying to think if there's anyone no i think just a lot of it is is kind of like how you and i are you know i i kind of know what everyone's up to but it's it's the good and the bad of social media right yeah. like it's just one of those things where you don't have to be in day-to-day -day contact, contact with people because you can kind of see what they're doing, you know, and right. you kind of see what their lives are like because everybody, for the most part, depending on how private of a person you are, but everybody's posting all their business on, on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram. And, yep. uh, oh, this is a question I had. This is kind of just interesting, random. So uh, we, we, I, we're going to go through some social media stuff. Are you on that TikTok trend? No, like, no. Okay. I, so my husband is a, a data guy. He's an IT director. And um, he just, he's like, no, you, you can't do TikTok. <laughs> okay. He's data I, police. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. But no, I, I just, it's one of those weird things because I'm on there just for promotion for a bunch of stuff and to follow some of my friends. And I just watch some of these like trends and dances. And I'm just like, good thing we didn't have this when we were younger because we probably have all of our business and stuff out there. <laughs> Oh which, my is, gosh. which is totally crazy. So, and, and it's, it's interesting because you mentioned your husband and I want to go, because again, what, wh when did it go from 17 year old Nikki to married Nikki? I want to kind of get some of the middle stuff there. Um, because when I, when I met you, you were, I believe high school. Um, so let's, let's talk about, you know, moving on from high school to college. What's uh, or, or at least after your post high school career, what was that all yeah. about? What was that like? Yeah, so I, I went off to Westfield State College, so kind of far enough to get away, but close enough to come home. Um, I had a few pretty serious boyfriends in between, um, you know, two, two to three years, and then had enough, just things didn't, didn't really click. I spent a few years single, um, and then I think I was around 25 when I met my, well, we were friends, so I met my husband through a friend. Um, at a bar do people do that anymore like meet at a bar <laughs> not, not, not recently but uh right. yeah so we met actually at the bullpen in new bedford so super classy <laughs> high-end bar um dive bar 
and uh, we just kind of flirted for for years. And then I always kind of knew that if I ever dated him, he he's the guy you marry. He's not the guy you date. So I was always kind of like, no, I'm I'm not gonna date him yet because then it's like it's the end. <laughs> you marry him, right? So um, finally, I was like, all right. I think it's time. So we ended up dating and, you know, I was right. He's, he's the kind of guy you marry. So I actually married, um, when we were 27. I think that's a good 20, age. Cause 26. I, I want okay. Still, still a good age, but here's, here's that's, that's, I love the way you kind of worded that. And if I can kind of delve into that a little bit more, you know, you said you had a couple serious boyfriends, you were single for a while. I think that's, good not that i want to get into the whole cliche like when you're in college and whatnot you need to experiment but i just mm -hmm. i i really think you know you really kind of figure out who you are in your early 20s your mid 20s and then you know it gets to a point that, and that's kind of like my mo like i'm still single and when people are like oh i'm gonna meet you with somebody like what's your age range all this other stuff i said i want them you know you know i'm, I'm shot i'm in my late 30s so even now it's like okay probably early thirties, like what would probably be the youngest, maybe late twenties, but I feel like you need to be out of college and you need to kind of experience life. And I don't want to say be like a grown up because I like how you mentioned that before you moved away far enough so you could kind of be self-dependent, self-reliant, but at the same time, if something did hit the fan, you could, you know, you're not that far that you, it's not a, not a huge deal to come back home or get some help or, or whatever the yep. case may be. So I think that's very smart in the fact that you know, you, you kind of say like, I, I met him. I liked him. We flirted, but I know I wasn't emotionally there yet. I know I wasn't ready to, for us, like to, to not necessarily finality be like, okay, my, my love life or my dating life is over, which, you know, it is, but I still think you need to go on dates with your husband. We'll, we'll, we'll put, pause that for later. But <laughs> I, I know I love that because it's like, okay, I want to be ready when I know like this guy is the one I want to make sure that I can give him everything that I need to give him, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, everything, you know, and, and I want to be at that point. I think that's very, very mature, which that, that's why it kind of like strikes me because you, you say that you got away with a bunch of stuff and you were like kind of the rule breaker, but you've always struck me like I've never, I've never seen you even back like in your, you know, late teens, like I don't, I never like took you as somebody that was immature. So maybe, maybe I was just totally naive and had blinders on. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that you, you took that, that maturity and that decision. And then you, uh, you found a guy that's great because now I also want to talk about uh, maybe a taboo subject called the friend zone. Let's talk about the friend zone for a minute. Like, so I, I always hear that, that it's like, you know, it's, it's impossible for a man and a woman to be friends without you know somebody wanting more typically it's on the guy's side but the fact that you were able to keep you know a friendship with him do you think like you guys both like were, were attracted to each other and knew it was going to happen or was it just kind of like it's going to happen if it, if it happens it's going to happen when it happens and it's right for both of us or was it kind of like okay this is I mean I, I kind of get it from your perspective because you said yeah like you know you said if I'm going to marry him if this is the guy that yeah. you marry <laughs> from his perspective was it just kind of like oh she's a friend I'm attracted to her. I like her. Nothing's ever going to happen. Or was it, you think he was holding out hope too? I think he was holding out hope. He's going to listen to this. He'll have to let me know. <laughs> but I think what helped us is we weren't, we were friends through a friend. 
So we would see each other at parties or at um, the bar or um, uh, that particular friend used to have game night a lot. So it was always kind of like, you know, we didn't hang out separately. It was always just with Alicia. Um, and so, but it was always something where he'd be like, oh, so is Nikki going? And I'd be like, hey, so is, is Pat going? <laughs> so it was something um, we were always just kind of. It, you were always in each other's orbit. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, first of all, shout out Alicia for, uh, for the, for the, uh, the hookup. Um, yes. And I, I love that too. So I, I'm, I'm of the same belief in the sense that if you're looking for somebody to, I don't want to say complete you or, or, but, but somebody that's going to like get you or understand you, like nobody understands you better than your closest friends. Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. if they have somebody in mind for you, it's almost like, I think you two would be like cool together because I know your personality. I know their personality. And I think you guys would mesh really well. You know, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because then if it doesn't work out, then it's like, Hey, now we both, <laughs> now we got to pick and choose when we visit this friend. But, you know, again, I think it gets to a certain age with, with a maturity level where you can handle that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's awesome. And then shout out game night. What, what type of games did you guys used to play? Cause now I'm really interested. <laughs> so Is this will like date us. Um, I believe, what was it? Rock band? Rock band. All yep, right. Rock band. And then um, Boulder Dash. Is that? Boulder Dash sounds familiar. I've never played that, but yep. I have to say rock band. What were you, uh, what was your instrument of choice? The guitar. Uh, yeah. The guitar. Guitar. You, yeah. You're... yeah. Okay. So I'll, quick story. So I don't know if you remember, uh, Erin Sullivan that we used to work. Yes. I don't know if she, yep. so I've been, I've, I mean, with COVID and whatnot, it's been kind of tough, but I've been friends with her for like years. And through her, I met her husband, Adam, and then his brother, Paul, and we all became really, really close friends. I remember one night they had a, I believe it was either a Memorial day, a labor day or a 4th of July. I mean, it goes back years, but they had like a party at their place. And, you know, this is when we, I was younger and I could do this, but we all got pretty uh, inebriated and we ended up playing Beatles rock band until like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was just uh, at, we got to the point where Aaron was just like, screw this, I'm going to bed. So Adam took the microphone and duct taped it to his, his uh, undershirt and he was playing guitar and singing while Paul was on drums and I was on bass. And it was just like Talent. the most fun time. And it's just like, it's weird how some of those memories as, as trite as they may seem, Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's not going to be like the nights where you're like oh man i went out and i like partied so hard it's like more of like the intimate like fun moments that like yes. stick with you and, and whatnot so i just love the fact that you talked about like game night and, and then you and pat were like kind of like super into each other and just uh so ladies and gentlemen specifically gentlemen that are listening to this it is possible to escape the friend zone you just have to have the wherewithal <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just both parties have to be interested. If she's just treating you like a friend and, and essentially isn't flirting with you, isn't interested with you in you, then that's a friend. But if she's flirting and giving you, giving you some side eye, then, then it's possible that things could happen in the, in, in the future. So that's, that's not just for me. That's from Nikki as well. There you uh, go. She's putting that in. But, uh, okay, <laughs> Might be so the girl you marry. <laughs> there you go. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's finding that person of quality too. Not that you know, the very, um, what's the word surface things, you know, the, the aesthetic that, you know, okay. Yeah. She's pretty, he's cute, you know, all that stuff. Oh, he's got a good job. He'll take care. It's, it's all that stuff is certainly important, 
But I also think to your point, when you said like, you know, you knew him, you were friends with him, you knew his character, you knew his mm -hmm. personality, you knew how he would treat you. Um, yes. and, and that's, you know, you can see yourself building a life together with somebody. And I think that's, that's quite awesome. And, and you did build a life. Uh, you have uh, uh, one or two kids. Two. Yeah, two. All right. Yes. Boy and a girl or two boys? One of each, yeah. Oh, so, you're yep. you, so you're set. You're set. We're, we're set. We're done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. But that's that's awesome. So you got you went from this like, you know, cute little high school girl to like this, you know, beautiful, gorgeous suburban mom type of person with a wonderful family. I'm like super happy for you. That's so awesome. <laughs> Thank uh, you. You're very welcome. That's that's great. I like I said, this is why I love doing this and catching up with like old friends that I haven't like spoke to in a while because yeah. you're still you're still like so I don't know uh, what's the word I want uh is the word I want illuminating you're just like you just you're <laughs> shine no you you just have like this internal light that's still like shining so bright and it's so good to see that and I, I just love seeing that in your face and your smile in your eyes you just look like you're you know you, you're very content and happy with life and you're living it to the fullest and and it's so awesome to see that <laughs> Uh, I just love, and I, I want to make uh, to point out your nails too. People on the audio podcast can't hear that, but it's, you have so many different colors. Uh, I see some yeah. green, some purple, some blue. You're rocking yes. that. Uh, you're mm -hmm. rocking that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I wanna, I wanna kind of segue now. Uh, let's let's talk about more of the the personal stuff. We 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 want to talk about your business. We want to talk about uh, getting into the health and fitness mm -hmm. area. Um, you know, because I think it's there's like it's always existed, but I think within the, especially with COVID and lockdown or, or the pandemic and everybody staying at home, I think we've, we've seen like a greater influx of that. Um, and I think, you know, within the age of social media, I think everybody's trying to be like a health guru or an influencer or, or whatnot. And a lot of that is kind of shallow. It's more like for like show, like, look at what I'm doing. Look at, you know, mm -hmm. look at me and my, my workout clothes. I just finished off of the, I mean, I'm guilty of that too. I don't know if you see that. <laughs> But I'm doing it. I'm not trying to be like an influencer. I'm trying to do it as accountability. I, I go on Instagram every workout and I put videos ad nauseum. It probably pisses people off. And it's, I get <laughs> no, it. No, I, I like it. I think it's, it's inspiring. Yeah, well, that's. It, it's, I'm not trying to necessarily inspire. If it does that, great. But it's also more like accountability for me. Like, right. Like, you know, I don't want to just go in there and, and half-ass something. Not that I had a conversation uh, my last podcast with my buddy Scott and we were talking about some things and... Uh, you know, some of the, some of the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the fallacies as far as working out, like you need to like be drenched in sweat to have a good workout, which is, is not the case you need to, right. you know, so just things like that. Some of the, uh, the urban legends or whatnot, but I, I want to talk more about you because you have your own business. You're a co-owner and, yes. uh, let's, let's talk about that first. So what, what's the name of your, uh, your business? Yeah. So our, uh, legal entity for lack of better words um we're zen revolution so we are a um yoga based business where we want to bring just wellness and community um just to, to as many people as we can right so um and and really the idea behind that is about finding your zen. So it doesn't have to be yoga. Your zen could be lifting at the gym or uh, my business partner, Pam, she is into rowing um, and she does. Uh, it's so cool to watch that. But um, 
it's it's just about finding things that you like. So within that, um, Pam and I go way back um, with a history of yoga. So that uh, we had the opportunity to buy a yoga studio back two years ago. And um, that was, you know, a big step for us. So we actually had two studios to start with, um, one in Dartmouth and one in Fall River and COVID <laughs> happened. So we did have to close the um, Dartmouth studio. It was something that we, it, I'm not sad about it. It was a smart decision. I miss the community, but in order for us to survive this, it was something, it was a smart decision. The space with the restrictions wouldn't have made sense. We would have fit two people in there plus an instructor. So it was it was a smart business decision, which allowed us to focus on staying open and continuing to provide yoga to so many people who need it right now. Well, that's, that's awesome. And uh, we, we were kind of talking on uh, offline on, uh, mm -hmm. on Instagram, we were DMing each other. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go check that out. I want to go, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I have a little experience. Again, I'm not familiar with the, uh, the terms. But I know there was a I told you a friend of mine actually used to do a gentle yoga class. Yep. So I did that for close to like a year. And I, I really I got to a point like, this is probably I want to say a year and a half before COVID, uh, I think there was, there was a lot, I was doing a lot of physical activity. I was doing the gym four to five times a week. I was doing uh, karate. Uh, I do Kempo karate like three times a week. And then I was doing, you know, an hour and a half of yoga every week. And it was just like, I felt so good. Um, then COVID hit and, you know, I decided to do some things such as like podcasting and whatnot that kind of like took away my time from, uh, going to karate. So I teach karate once a week now, and I go to the Saturday morning classes and then I still go to the gym now, now that, uh, I've been vaccinated and I'm not saying you have to, or not, I don't, we don't do like political stuff on here. Just so you know, <laughs> um, whatever, what, like everybody's going to make their own choice. Everybody should be educated. Mm -hmm. You know, I, from what my doctor advised me is I got vaccinated and that's cool. And now I was able to go back to the gym now that I'm vaxxed. So I'm looking to eventually get back into yoga, knowing that you have a studio that's pretty yeah. damn close to me because I'm in Somerset and believe it or not, COVID hit, um, I think it was called Blend, which was right near me. Mm -hmm. And it's it was one of those things like during COVID, I'm like, oh, I, that's literally about two and a half minutes from my apartment. And I was like, I could totally walk there and go to yoga and walk back. And and it's like, unfortunately they closed and and it's just, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's tough. And it's it's kind of like the weird situation to be in because you know during this time of uncertainty and and you know whether it's people you know working from home or even like you know uh quarantining whatever the case may be that the whole mental aspect of it of like that that yoga can kind of help alleviate like that that was the other big thing for me when i was doing that gentle yoga like the clarity and whatnot you get from doing that and again not to get all woo woo and whatever but like it's it's <laughs> It's definitely like you're, you're there in the moment. You don't, you're not thinking about like things you got going on at home. You don't, you're not thinking right. about anything else. You're, you're there in the moment. And again, not to, to sound too like philosophical, but that's, that's something I love. That's why I love meditation. I love, you know, yoga. That's why I, I want to get back into it. So knowing that you have a studio uh, so close, um, you know, I think is, uh, is great. Um it's, it's just going to have to be something I'm going to have to do. 
You just got to do it. I think that the toughest part is walking through the door, right? Right. So the more you think about it and internalize it, and I hear this from so many people who are like, I want to try yoga, but I don't know how to do it. And it's like, well, you're not going to know how to do it until you walk through that door. And, And everyone is like, well, try a few videos at home first. And really getting to a class and having that one-on-one instruction where um, you have somebody in front of you who can tell you, you know, maybe move your hands a little bit closer or um, I, I watch the entire class. And if I notice form is a little bit off, I'll instruct the whole class, we'll break it down, right? So I'm not just pinpointing like, hey, Hey Jeff, like you're doing that wrong. Let's let's break oh, down Chaturanga. You'd be saying that a lot, by the way. Just FYI. <laughs> no, but but it's uh, you instruct the whole class because really it's everyone could use it. I've taken a thousand yoga classes myself. I'm I'm a teacher. I still take beginner classes because I always like to go back to breaking it down, correcting my form. Um, going back to the basics. So I, I would never just pick you out. I would have everyone in the class drop to their knees, suck in their core, you know, stack their arms in one straight line, you know, all of those things, because even if you've done it a thousand times, you're probably doing, you could adjust something, right? We, we all can. Well, I think that plus it's like, even if you do, if you do something ad nauseum a thousand times, you also get lackadaisical and sometimes what you do, right. like you, not that you take shortcuts, but it's like one of those things, like if you, if you are doing something wrong and nobody, or you don't happen to notice it or nobody catches it and you do that a thousand times while you're doing it wrong a thousand times too. Exactly. You know, and that that's, I, I love that. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to have to check out a class. Um, I, I, I got to check that out. Uh, I actually have a friend. She used to work with me at my current job. She's no longer with the company. And what had happened was she was an avid runner. She used to love track and field. She used to do that. That was like, you know, she'd go run like 15 miles. Like it's nobody's business. Uh, I forget what type of dog she had, but she had a a pretty large dog who jumped up on her and she hyperextended her knee and she needed knee surgery. So she couldn't really run anymore. And she discovered yoga and she ended up not, she ended up leaving the company because she fell in love with it so much. She got certified as a teacher and like, I don't know if she opened her own studio or if she joined a studio, but that's like her new career path. And I'm just, I love that. I love that. It's like, it's, it's again, not to get too, you know, out there, but it's like, you know, finding your calling or finding something that, you know, speaks to you and that you enjoy doing, but also is a way to make a living is like one of the biggest things um, possible. Uh, or were the best things possible. I just, cause I, I think I might've told you too. I don't know if I, if, if I did and I'm retelling this story, please stop me. But I think one of the other things I want to do, and I might actually pick your brain about it is um, when I get to a certain point physically, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 39, I'm going to be 40 next year. But I think when I get to a decent place physically, I would love to learn um not necessarily yoga, but I'd like to learn uh, Tai Chi. That's that's kind of mm-hmm. like my thing because I, I do that the karate side. This is, it's a martial arts, but to me, I think something that would be rewarding and fulfilling is I could still do like a nine to five. But if I get you know certified in teaching or doing something there, then I can like not I don't want to say give back, but like go to like these retirement homes and whatnot, and with some of the older folks and like you know what I mean, help them yep. exercise and do something because I think that the capability to look inward and like give back, but at the same time do something that's both 
physically and mentally rewarding with like, I feel like some of the, the, the yogas and the meditations mm -hmm. and, you know, some of the martial arts do, I think that's, that's huge. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that from, from your end. I mean, granted as an instructor, it's probably a little different because you have to watch everybody's form, but even when you're doing yoga yourself, are you just kind of like feeling like one with your body? And again, not to get too high level and weird yeah. about it, but like, I, I always feel like that's something like, you know, I just want to get your opinion on it because you're the expert, not me, you know? <laughs> well, so I, th I think, we all have our days, right? So there are days where I am so in my head and I'll walk into a class and I walk in thinking, you know, I, I want a sweaty class. I want to move, I want to flow. And then the instructor has a complete, you know, they're not mind readers, but <laughs> all of a sudden it's it's a class that, you know, they've they've done all the moves that I hate, which are probably the moves that I need to do the most. But now my practice is ego driven and now I'm sort of spiraling. So there are those days. Um, but then there are other days where you walk into class and it's it's literally there's nothing else. It's nothing outside of the class. It's you and your breath and your movement. And for me, I I have a hard time sitting and meditating. I it's hard. Um, but for me, movement is a form of meditation. And I really take that. Um, and most of the time, my yoga practice is not a workout. You know, it's it's more for my mind than it is for my body, even though, you know, my studio, it's a heated studio. So, um, you know, you're sweating and you're moving. It's just, it's the best. <laughs> I love that. So it's, so, so yeah. is, is it really like a hot yoga? Would that be, would that be how it's like, uh, termed? That's the, that's the terminology, right? A hot yeah. yoga class. Yep. Okay. So yeah. yeah, when I go in there, I got to make sure that I wear layers. <laughs> so my, I'll wear my under armor. I'll wear all that fun stuff that, that, uh, you know, moisture wicking technology. So I'm not uh, dying in there. <laughs> we, we do offer a few classes that are not heated. They're room temperature. So, um, room temp right now is a little bit warmer with right with the Being summer weather so so you'll still sweat a little bit but we offer we offer both room temperature and hot yoga but again yeah being it though this summer has been kind of weird like i know you're saying like the room temperature is mm -hmm. like you know i think almost like mother nature knows like covid's happening right now so it's like we're not going to have like these amazing, like crazy, like stretches of super warm weather. You want to go out, get to the beach or be outside. We're going to be like, no, we're going to rain a lot and just be like <laughs> 70 degrees, which, Hey, I mean, that's cool. But you know, I, I'm, I feel like it really hasn't hit summer yet. We've had like a couple of good days and, and we're like mid August almost. And I'm yeah, there's summer, unless we're going to have, you know, even though I didn't name it, you know, the, the, what's the term Indian summer where it's, uh, I think so. You know, like September is yeah. like, you know, which, Hey, I'll, I'll take, you know, we've had some October, some yeah. warm mid October days. So, so regardless, depending on when I go to your, to your studio and I'll, like I said, offline, I'm going to hit you up. I mean, we're going to, we're going to plug all your stuff in the show notes and toward the end of the show for, for follows and, and, and whatnot. But yeah, I definitely want to go there. Um, so with your current studio, how many instructors do you have? I mean, obviously you're an instructor. Yes. So I believe. Rough estimate. 10, you don't have to count. 10, I know you. Around 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, and so you, awesome. you mentioned blend. We actually have a few instructors who had taught at blend in the past. So um, a big thing with the 
the yoga community around here is we all sort of know each other and a lot of instructors teach at multiple studios. Um, when COVID actually began, we, um, Pam, my business partner, set up a few Zoom calls with all of the local owners. Um, and we all kind of brainstormed ways <laughs> to make it through. Um, and this is at the very beginning, you know, what, what ways are people going virtual or uh, cutting costs, you know, how are you saving money <laughs> while on, uh, you know, shut down because of COVID. So it, it was really cool to connect with owners who were going through the same thing and in not a competitive way, right? Not a way where we're like, no, I, I need to survive. You, so, you know, there, there was none of that cutthroat. It was, let's all kind of survive together and bring yoga to the community well isn't that kind of like cool like i don't know if you could see that like and maybe maybe it's just me being naive to this too but with like any other type of business you're like oh you're going you're having trouble but i'm i'm keeping my head afloat good i want you to fail because that'll help me succeed where i think where it's a, a practice such as yoga, something that, again, as I mentioned, is not just like physically rewarding, but also mentally rewarding. And it is that community. It's almost like we need to raise each other up, which I think is, you know, a, a perfect, like, you know, a perfect kind of MO for like, not just for the yoga community, but for the world, you know, you hear that all the time, like, and again, not to get too, you know, <laughs> woo -woo. yeah, thank you. I don't like using the same terminology all the time. And then my brain's trying to work and it's, you know, we're actually recording this early in the morning. Cause I'm on vacation, you know, you're, you're on location. I won't say you're on vacation because you're doing all your work, but you're, you're on location as well. But um, you know, you're hustling, you're doing, doing your, you're doing your business owner stuff, mm -hmm. which I love to see, but I think, yeah, that's just a great, like kind of example for the world. Like, you know, you hear that, you know, you hear even in like a, among females like not to like that i want to like make it like a sexist thing but you know all like i'm not going to put you down we should be lifting each other up we should be you know don't be and i think I, but i don't think that just res resonates with females i think that's other people like don't step on somebody don't like for lack of a better term bully don't pick on somebody don't take advantage of somebody just to make yourself seem better because when you raise you know they, they say that what's the uh, the the term like you are the uh, summation of the five closest people to you where it's like if everybody's like you know being a jerk that's kind of like your personality too versus like mm -hmm. if you you're around people that want to help other people you're more apt to help other people and then you enrich the lives of others by you know just being you yeah. and being like the person you are and helping other people who in turn you know pay it forward if you will and I, I just love seeing all that I think that's what we need to show more in the world right now especially with the the whole there's divides everywhere. I'm not even saying yeah. political, I'm saying with everything. And it's just like empathy and perspective can do a whole lot to drive everybody forward, which I think is, is like still somewhat lost, but I think we're starting to see an uptick on that, which I'm really happy uh, to be. So anyway, long story short, I'm yes. rambling now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just definitely want to check out your studio. What do you think um, where I've done a little bit of the gentle yoga, would you still suggest me for the beginner class? Yeah, so we, and, and something I've been talking about with Pam is starting a beginner series. So I think, um, you know, again, the hardest part is stepping into a class. So I think you could essentially take most of our classes um, and, and walk in without any prior knowledge. All of our instructors are 
incredible at what they do and offer variations. So you could take the pose, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to any level you want, right? And typically we start at the beginning. And if you're a seasoned yogi, you know where to go and you know what to do to amplify your practice. So those people are gonna do what they do. The instructor is going to lead you through and give you options. So most of our classes, I would say 90%, you could walk into without prior knowledge, even the heated classes. So heated scares a lot of people, but don't let it. Um, you can always come down into child's pose and take a few breaths. And sometimes that's harder than powering through, right? Sometimes telling yourself it's okay to come into child's pose. No one else is really watching you, right? But you we're so in our heads where we're like, they, they're going to see me in child's pose and they're all going to judge me. And no, like take the child's pose, take a couple breaths, find that center and then just meet us when you're ready and then only take it as far as you can. So we talk a lot about finding your edge. So if all of a sudden your heart rate starts speeding up, uh, your breath becomes shallow and you're not moving to breath and, and your mind is all over the place, you've probably gone too far past your edge, right? So you wanna back off a little bit. This is your practice. Um, it's gonna differ from everybody around you. It's gonna differ from day to day. I talked about that earlier. So some days I walk in there and I'm all in my head and then some days I, I have a full spiritual connection. Um, it's gonna differ every single day. Your lefts and your rights are gonna differ. You know, there, there are so many variables and factors and you just have to go in with no expectations, right? Um, I if rambled. I could, yeah, no, no, if I could, <laughs> but no, no. I think that I think that was beautifully, beautifully worded because I I agree with you to a certain thing you said a little earlier. Is I think we all get in our own heads mm -hmm. as far as we always think that we're watching us. Like that's that's my concern because, like, for example, I don't know within your studio if you just rough estimate male to female equivalents like i'm assuming you have a lot more female clientele yeah. than you do for than you do for male right so like what would you say that breakdown percentage is um we do have a good group of men that come in okay perfect. um i would i would say that there are it's, it's definitely higher towards female ratio um but i'd say there are one to two males per class sometimes even more so okay, and we do have a few male instructors that have rotated in and out too so i think that helps kind okay. of yeah so, but i was gonna say from a one to two male perspective so one to two male what's a typical class size how many um, people, roughly it's tough to say with covid right, right. Now. Well, just, and, but let's say uh, prior, prior to covid yeah um i mean i'd say i'd say maybe 10 percent male overall okay. So like if there's yeah. like okay so no and the only reason I asked that I didn't mean to grill you too hard on that but yeah, my, yeah. my my concern would be and it's not that I'm saying like male shit because I think I think a couple things one I think that still stereotypically guys are like yoga that's a girl's thing you know mm -hmm. which I I totally believe the exact opposite there's actually a professional wrestler which I'm sure you probably heard of called Diamond Dallas Page who has DDP <laughs> yoga 
which is like he did it for like yoga for yeah. regular guys and it's just like it's like an introductory thing and to get the guy and you've seen the, i'm sure you've i don't know if you've seen the videos but it, he puts tons of inspirational videos of the guys that dropped like 300 pounds and mm-hmm. and all this stuff and they you know morbidly obese and then you know they're they're in shape and they've been doing it for like two years and you know whatever and you can say what you want about it. a lot of it is going to be diet and, and that mentality too mm-hmm. but you know the 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 mindset i think is super important but i also think to go back to what we were talking about previously about having a perception that's something that i'm i'm trying to be cognizant of in the gym and cognizant of with like yoga because i have a friend of mine and i mentioned this on an earlier podcast who was at the gym and the only free treadmill was near this really attractive female and he's like i don't want her to think that i'm creeping on her and i i told him i said dude She's probably, and I don't mean to say it sound rude to you, but she's probably not even noticing you because she's worried about doing her own thing. And yeah. I feel like it's kind of like the same thing in yoga. It's like guys don't want to come off as creepers because you're going to have all these gorgeous women and, you know, and, and, and yoga clothes and, and, you know, sports bras and stuff. And it's like, I don't want to be staring at her butt, you know, with her, her yoga <laughs> pants. And I'm like, I think, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. There's, I'm sure there's some creepers that do show up, but at the same time, it's like, if you're there, if you're there for the right reason, you're not going to even be, I mean, you could, you could not saying you're not going to notice. Cause like, I'm a guy, of course, you're going to notice like attractive females, but you know, that's not, you're not, you're not there to leer. You're not there to stare. You're not there to like, you're there to, to like, practice yoga like that's right. what it, that's what it is exactly like, and I think that's kind of like the other caveat I think people are afraid um not afraid but just a little bit more apprehensive but to me like I'll and I'll say this like I I haven't done even doing like the the gentle yoga that I was doing like two years ago but like before COVID like I was never more flexible like I was just just being able to like for example uh this is a stupid thing but like when you're like walking and you're like you're walking by like a uh, a wall or, or like a bench or whatever, just to be able to put your foot up and like tie your shoe when you do like the amount, just the, with the ease. I mean, I could do it before, but just like the ease that I could lift my leg up higher than I could normally like, or quicker mm-hmm. than I could normally, even with, with karate, like the way my, the height on my kicks and whatnot, where it's like, okay, I can kick, you know, maybe I can kick somebody in the shin or maybe the thigh right now, but I was able to get up to like the rib cage or whatnot, just with that hip flexibility, just from that, it's like, you know, I've regressed a little bit and I kind of missed that. So that's the other yeah. reason I want to get back into uh, the yoga, the yoga world right now. So I'm going to have to definitely uh, yes. swing by. I, I have to, I have to ask though, before we kind of wrap up, um, is there a particular practice and or pose that's like your go-to? Like if I look at like a promotional photo of you, are you going to be doing some type <laughs> of uh, pose or whatnot? Yeah. So it's funny. I think we all go through seasons, right? So back when I started yoga, I think it was like 15 years ago, you would find me trying to do handstands or um, headstands, forearm balances, any type of arm balance, you know, crow or eight figure pose, anything upside down or balancing on my arms. That's, that's what you find. (laughs) Um, Now that I have kids and corporate life and studio life, I don't have time to get upside down. I, I just don't. I would practice that just on my own in between. I'd go to the gym, I'd go to a yoga class, and then I'd go home and I'd practice handstands. I don't have time for that. <laughs> now I have swim class and soccer and gymnastics and studio stuff and work life. So right now, practice for me is I like a, a hot class. I love to sweat. 
I love vinyasa based yoga. So that's when you flow to breath. Um, and I, I just love chaturangas, you know, that's the whole like push up, up dog, down dog thing. Um, sun salutations, all of that. I think it's just anything that I can flow to breath. Um, when I teach and I, I teach, uh, how I like to take class too. So, when I'm looking at everybody, it, it almost looks like a dance, right? So you take a breath in and you move and you might reverse a warrior and then you come back into warrior two and just watching everybody flow. It's, it's, it's like choreography, right? And I just, I love that. So anything, anything to move and sweat and breathe. Well, first of all, I, I understood every single term you just said right there. <laughs> um, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, but no, I, I absolutely agree with that because it's, it's the same thing. I love how you said like the choreography of it. Like, again, not that I'm trying to uh, make it sound effeminate because again, it's very stereotypical and I, I don't believe in all that. But the fact that you mentioned like dance and choreographed and whatnot, it's the same thing with uh, at Kempo Karate that I'm doing right now. It's like forms. It's like everybody steps back with your left and does an inward block. Right. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's all that stuff where it's like, you know, you do that in unison when you're doing your form. And it's, it's to me, it's just, to, to your to use your words the flow of it just it feels kind of cool to see like everybody doing what you're doing and you're in unison and right it, it's it's just I think it's very very rewarding because it's almost like you know for me I when you talk about dance I have two left feet you know what I mean I can't me too <laughs> so but I think like to see the culmination of that like when you get something you know even even with like a yoga pose I think anything else you find it internally rewarding in the fact that like and i'll just use my example in karate we'll have like new guys start you know guys middle-aged guys guys in their 60s and they're you know they're again same thing two left feet and they're not getting it and i and i'll relate my story like hey i was in that position you know four years ago whatever now i've come so like you know so far that it's, it's i don't even give it a second thought it's muscle memory at this point right and, and it's just super cool and just to see it when it clicks for them and to see them like graduate to like a belt or whatever i feel that almost like rewarding so i'm assuming similarly like when you're instructing and whatnot to see like your your regulars and see how far they've come and whatnot must yeah. be like crazy rewarding for you so um, i'm hope hopefully and hoping that uh, you know, within the next year or so, uh, if we do another podcast soon, you can be like, Jeff, how far I've seen you come from? <laughs> yes, that's 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 what I'm I'm hoping for. But yeah, I'll definitely uh, check that out. And uh, before we wrap up, I want to touch base just on one other quick subject. You you mentioned your your kids, and I don't want to get too personal with all their stuff. But you mentioned you know swim class and gymnastics and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I also love the fact that. Um, your kids are very athletic as well. You know, I think that's very, very important. It's something I didn't have as a child where mm -hmm. I played t-ball for one year and then, you know, I kind of like didn't want to do it. And my parents are very accommodating, like, yeah, you don't have to do it. You can just sit home and play video games and whatnot. <laughs> and, you know, later on in life, it's not necessarily be working to my benefit, but I just think, you know, getting kids at least active or at least in that mindset early, I think is important so long as it's something they enjoy doing. So I, I guess I'd have to ask with your kids um how old are they right now and like what's like is, is is the physical activity something kind of they they kind of push to do or is it something you kind of suggested and they've taken to it a combination of both what do you uh yeah what are, what are yeah, yeah. so 
my oldest is seven. She just turned seven this summer and um, she, she's, she's lazy. <laughs> I, I always laugh because we've, we've kind of done away with the strollers and stuff, but I'm like, you know, even on this vacation, there's, there's a lot of walking. We walk down into town and we get ice cream or we walk over to the pier or wherever. And um, I'm like, you know, if I were to bring a stroller, it'd be for you, not for your five-year-old brother. Like she just always wants to be held or um, piggyback rides and she, she just never wants to walk. <laughs> um, but even with that, like she loves gymnastics. She loves dance. We're, we're kind of at that age where we're trying to pick which one she does because it's it's a lot um I think dance is now two days a week gymnastics is one day a week and then swim class so you know we have to make tough decisions even at seven <laughs> um but uh and and working out at home is always something that I've done so from the very moment she was born and brought home she's seen me work out or do yoga or you know I do a lot of like hit um, strength training stuff at home. Um, sometimes she joins in most of the time her brother joins. So he, he loves to join in. So he's five. Um, he's definitely the more active. I think it, again, it's like typical second child. Like, <laughs> um, he has so much energy. Um, he has recently talked a lot about karate um, and he really wants me to sign him up. So I think we're going to look into adding another another activity. But he's he's really into that right now. Um, he does a little bit of soccer, t-ball this year. Um, what else? Uh, swim class. They've I think swim classes, that was always something very important to us. So straight from six months, I think they've been in swim class since. Um, so that's something that'll I'll keep that for a while. Um, yeah, but he always joins in my workouts. He loves, uh, he's donkey kicks. I don't know if you know, like when you get on your hands and you kick your feet in the air, he's so good at that. Like hands down, best donkey kicks. <laughs> well, then he'd be, great at, he'd be great at karate because there's a lot of kicking in karate. So. Right, yep. That's awesome. That's yep. awesome. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I'm glad there's like, I just, I love seeing, I mean, I've seen it from afar, you know, through Facebook, through social media, but just be able to talk to you and just, I'm so happy that you have this like gorgeous, wonderful family. I'm I'm super happy that you're doing something you're passionate about. I, I just I, I love it. And and I, I'm trying to do the workout from home. I'm living in an apartment on a second floor. So to do a lot of like hit stuff is tough. So that's why I've, I've downloaded a couple <laughs> yes. of different yoga apps. But with things kind of like turning around, I'm definitely gonna go uh check out your studio. But uh Let's let's plug some stuff right now. Let's let's plug your studio. Let's plug the website. Let's plug any social media for people to follow if they want to check it out and at least send some inquiries or or whatnot. Yeah. So I'll let you go ahead and, and run with that. Uh, whatever you want to plug. Absolutely. So we're mostly on Instagram. We're on Facebook too, but I think primarily Instagram. Um, Zen Revolution Inc. is our. Um, that's kind of our community stuff. So we do outdoor stuff as well. So at Fort Phoenix in Fairhaven, we have outdoor classes uh, three times a week, 8.30 in the morning. Um, that's our community stuff, $10, great, such a great crowd. Um, when you're ready for studio stuff, which I think everybody should check out, we are Divine Yoga in Fall River, right on Route 6. So super easy to find. Um, kind of on the Westport line. So I don't know, I don't know where your reach is <laughs> for your group, but if you're, oh, if you're local, 
Um, well, we'll, we'll link, we're going to link everything in the show notes too. So yeah, there's those two Instagram yeah. pages. We'll, we'll, yep. we'll check those out. Um, and then the website. Yep. The website, uh, divinepoweryoga.com. So you can find all of our schedule stuff there. Uh, you can also find our classes on wellness living. If you look up divine yoga in fall river, you'll find our schedule. That's how you would pay for your classes and sign up. Excellent. Excellent. Well, yeah. Nikki, Nicole, Nick, uh, it's been <laughs> so fun having you on there. We're going to put everything in the show notes. Um, guys, girls, everybody. I, I, just, I don't know why I say guys, girls. I just, the, the nomenclature, everyone listening. If you, if you're looking to get, if you're in the fall river, Somerset, uh, even like the Southeastern Massachusetts area, and you're looking for a good yoga studio, check out Nikki's, uh, website. We're going to put all that in the show notes, check out divine yoga. We're going to, I'm going to go there. If you go there, tell, tell, find Nicole, tell her that I sent you. Cause I think, I think that'll be fun. I want to see if anybody, you know, like yes. listens to this, but I'm, I'm going to be going out there. I'm going to be, I'm going to be touching base with you offline. Um, and we'll, we'll set something up because your, your studio is literally right next to my office. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And uh, I'll just sign you up for a class. You'll yeah, get yeah, the yeah. notification and then you have I'll, to show I'll up. go into the office there. Yeah, no, well, that's fine for that's, you know what, that's like you said, the hardest part is like going right, walking in through that door the first yeah. time. And then yeah. that's the thing, but I, I just, I love the idea of that community. I love, I love the fact that you're doing something you love. I love the fact that you have this wonderful life um, and you have like two amazing children and a wonderful husband and a great career. And you, like I said, it's not to get too woo woo, but I just see like that, that light inside you. That's just like shining so bright. And I think that's just amazing to see. I'm very proud of you and I'm happy to see how far you've come from that cute little 16 year old girl that I used to send out on carriages and felt horrible oh my gosh. for putting you out there We're and collecting carriages the worst was being assigned to express express everybody hated express but yeah because you're going to be like it's like where people 12 items or less and everybody's in that line and it's just crazy <laughs> i apologize retroactively i apologize for doing that well, any of those you. times where you might have hated me i hope hopefully we've, we've built a bridge and we've gotten over that and that that over that animosity. yes but it was so great to have you on the podcast uh everybody check out her social media check out check out the yoga studio you know, mental health, physical health, super important right now. So please check it all out. And uh, Nikki, thank you for being on the show. Ladies Thanks and gentlemen, thank me. you for listening. You can follow me on my social media at jfree82 on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I believe my website is jfreethegeek, but I haven't updated that. So don't check that out yet. Um, but yeah, until next time, folks, uh, this has been my aimless conversation with Jeff Cosetta and... Nikki Cleary. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.